You ever have that favorite movie that you find a way to work a quote into a conversation or you answer only with movie quotes? You have a buddy that you can have an entire conversation with nothing but movie quotes? Does watching a movie remind you of a certain time or place in your life? Well then, this is for you. If you said no, well then, wow. You need to start living or being a little more honest with yourself. Anyhow, sit back and enjoy if you think you hate it now. Hit pay dirt with K dirt. Radio, radio covers or radio contest? Really bored. Yeah. <laughs> For the, the two people on the planet that actually know what movie that comes from, yes. Justin, my brother-in-law, I'm looking at you. Here's to you. Because he always <laughs> answers the phone, hit pay dirt with Kate. No way. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's actually, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. That's admirable of him. Well, this is going to be really fun because it's, uh, we're talking about the adventures of Ford Fairlane, Andrew Dice Clay, uh-huh. Lauren Holly, about 88, 89, about actually, the time it came out. according to IMDb. Uh, in 90 is yeah. when it came out? Yeah. Is that great? Okay. Name? Still. I remember it was when we were in high school. Yes. And uh, this <laughs> this film, God, how many times did we watch this? Oh, billions. Because like. <laughs> in college, just for you listening, all two people, Us. we had, yeah, pretty much, we had a bad VHS of this that somebody had taped off of HBO or something. Oh, that's right. That. Yeah. Is how we watched. Yeah, it wasn't even like we bought the used one at Blockbuster or anywhere else, or just bought. Oh no, it was like a from somebody taped, which was pretty standard back in the day. That's what you do. Somebody, somebody you knew had HBO. Like that was a pretty big deal to begin with. Yeah, that was kind of normal. Now, since it's a very difficult movie to find these days, but it is quite classic. I'm just going to tell you straight up front. I'm doing this. 100% 100% from memory. I'm relying on you because I know you watched it. And then what's kind of exciting later in this episode, we're going to bring out a new segment that this is something we just talk about all the time when we're talking on the phone. And I call it, we started calling it the other day, uh, deep tracks and shallow thoughts talking about music oh, yes, absolutely. and how it kind of affects us in our lives. We're not going to be talking about the notes and the instruments used or anything like that. No, no. But it's, but, like, it's kind of like the movies do and the lines from the movies, et cetera. It's a huge parallel. Where, yeah, where does it place you in your life is kind of where we're going to go. But for right now, well you know, we got to get back to Ford Fairlane. Now, when this came out. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at the I, cover. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen this cover before or not, but it's what it's on IMDb. And it says, caution, this IMDb. comedy. IMDb. Maybe offensive to men, women, animals, black people, white people, blacks and white people, TV owners, vegetarians. It, it just keeps going, and the, and the words keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh, you got to love that. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that or paid attention to it. But well, when I seen it on the IMDb, that's what I started reading. It, I'm like, what the hell? That's hilarious, dude. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And when it came out, I remember wanting to go see it. And, of course, my parents are like, yeah, you're not going to watch that. Dice it's Clay. Andrew Dice Clay. And I'm like, no, but he's got a 57 Ford. So fairly. And I have a 57 <laughs> Ford because I had one at yeah. the time. Mine was not as cool as Ford Fairlane's. Uh, but, I mean, what a – yeah, this was kind of at the height of Andrew Dice Clay's popularity. True. Yeah, and, good point. 
he's another one of those guys who's actually found a really good second life in doing bit parts in movies and television series and everything else. And he's, and he's pretty dang good because as a comedian, let's face it, he had one act. And once that one went, got moldy, he didn't really have anything to fall back on. Wasn't he in uh, the latest rendition of, Oh, the, the singer movie. She was, he was, he was uh, Lady Gaga's dad. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't watched that. Oh, really good. I can't think of the name. Yeah, of the right new, now. the new. I saw bits and pieces of it, and actually, when you take all the makeup and shit off of her, she's actually kind of a got a girl next door cuteness to her. It's great, great movie. Of course, Bradley Cooper just absolutely destroys, and Sam yeah, does pretty good too. Anyways, yeah, he's he plays her dad, uh, and he has a limo company, and a bunch of his cronies are all over at the house. So it's it's oh, I'll be damned. Nailed. I don't even think I've seen the the previous one with Chris. Chris Christopherson. And Babs, yeah. Yeah. And then there was another one made back in the 30s. Yeah, there's three or four uh, star porn. That's what it is, yeah. It's and, a uh, it's a recurring theme, I guess. And, good job. Anyways, totally off track, but he's in that and yeah. does a tremendous well, job. And it's pretty cool. You're like, Dice! And people are looking around like, what, what, what are you screaming oh, random yeah. gambling things for? I'm like, no, it's Dice Clay. Who? You may go now. Oh, yeah. The last <laughs> the last season of Happen Leonard, he was the radio guy oh, in that. Cool. Yeah, I, I need to catch up on that. Case, but anyway, the smooth, the smooth <laughs> jazz guy. He, he'd be a really good guy to... Uh, he'd be a good guest host on Llama Talk. Oh, cool. I think uh, <laughs> Chip would like that, yes. Chef and Cotton, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of hurts my oh. brain when I'm just rambling along. All of a sudden, Chef walks over and like, oh, uh, it's <laughs> not everybody can have someone else's personality randomly take them over uh, more than one actually live with them <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah he's got you know he's the rock and roll, rock and detective. roll detective yeah and i think it was the first movie i've ever seen lauren holly in as well yeah like you don't even really realize it's her uh, until later. Other than her name is on the screen. Yeah, but you're like, whoever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Some chick. It's actually really good. And it's one of those deals. It's You go, I wonder if she really wanted this role or whether she needed this role <laughs> to get discovered. I, probably probably more that. I guess it's hard to say how picky you would be when you're getting starting out. Because 1990, that was definitely early on, I would say, in all of her stuff. And Yeah, very much so. Because yeah, so really, her big her big breakout. I know it's funny to say this, but her big breakout was Dumb and Dumber. Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Samsonite. Oh, I was way off. Samsonite. Yeah, well, yeah, That's when right. Her, uh, when I click on her on IMDb, uh, the the first picture that comes up is is about Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. So. Because uh, that's, I mean, that's really, that's that was the springboard for her. Let's put it that way, not Ford Fairlane, but this had some really good people <laughs> in it. You know, awesome. you get Wayne Wayne, Wayne Newton. Newton in it as <clears throat> Julian Grindle. You know what the name? He's the sleazy uh, record studio record owner. producer. So Presley is awesome. Morris Day does such a fun job in this. I cannot recall Morris Davis. He's uh, oh, he's. He's the, he plays like the record producer guy. Okay. But he also okay. does, um, he's been, he's a musician, I think, too, is what he does. So he's in Purple Rain and a bunch of other things as well. So, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's why I ask you, because you know more I, I, than I me. I just look it up quicker, actually. And then, of course... About the majority of shit. Ed O'Neill is, is the, the surprise, you know, just gem in this freaking movie in my mind. Because he's Lieutenant Amos. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, everybody's got to have an anus in their life. <laughs> it's just, just, and oh. don't... Don't forget Tone Loke. Tone Loke, Sheila E., Vince Neal, very shortly. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. of course, Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, yeah, he's just him. He's just, you know, perfect. Uh, yeah. Sh- shut up, duck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Go quack Affleck somewhere quack else. Quack yourself, you little bastard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, you know, and so it's 90. It's all about MTV. It's about rock and roll. Uh, yeah, he's. Oh yeah, there's there. even a mention of there's even a mention of Millie Vanilli in there. Oh yeah, that's right at the beginning. Millie Vanilli like, paying us in bicycle shorts, shorts and hair extensions. Yeah, it's like <laughs> excess sent them a uh, koala bear for payment, and the band he helped at the beginning they gave him a diamond watch or something. You know, it's like what the hell? I, I can't pay taxes with like drumsticks and shit. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. And I, you mentioned Vince Neil. I'd forgotten he was in there. But yeah, the whole Motley Crue song, that I think that was on Decade of Decadence, wasn't I it? I don't remember because I don't I believe it was roll, on that album. Rock and Roll uh, Addiction or something like that's the, the name of the song. He's Rock and Roll Junkie. Rock and Roll Junkie. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And it's a great song. It is, really. Yeah. It's, uh, I remember the first time I saw this, I'm like, what the crap? That's Vince Neil. Because he's this big entrance in his. You know, that's the big part of the story is he has this big interest in the concert and he drops dead on stage. And so that's sort of the, yeah. the underlying of everything else going on before. Yeah, that's where everything else kind of moves. And then you start seeing all these other great celebrities that are in there, you know, Wayne and everybody oh, else. <laughs> now, as far as the lines. <laughs> Dude, whenever I, when I watched this today, like it was like you and I driving around in Frank in high school, really, uh, or in college, because it's so... We took a lot out of this, really. We did. I didn't realize it. Oh, yeah. We we moved to different things, but man, there was a lot of... Yeah, I don't utilize much of it anymore, but at the time, yeah, we used a hell of a lot of it. uh, And anybody that had to suffer through my New York accent, (laughs) my God, I feel sorry for them. And I feel like I should send... Believe it or not, this isn't the first time I've said this. I feel like I should send all those people a text message right now or an email saying, sorry. Mm-hmm. Nah, I wouldn't. I'm not going well, good, to, good. but I feel That's like I should. Yeah, I think I think it's real. This is truly God, a, no. a sense where that it's the thought that counts, and that's all you're going to get. You may go now. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Basically. <laughs> oh, like the one that struck me a lot was when uh, Lieutenant Amos and Ford first meet, or not first meet, but the first time we see him on screen. You know, and it's this whole. I call you a piece of spam because you are a piece of spam. And like, that's what you are. We, we used to do that back and forth so much. Oh, yeah. You're a piece of spam. I call you that because that's what you are. Oh, it's just. <laughs> it just went on and on and on. Yes. Yeah. This Because it's not what you would call a cinematic masterpiece of any sort. Not even remotely, but it's hilarious. I mean, you know, like. See those girls or their girls got they took two boxes, you know, like all yeah. of that. And <laughs> oh yeah. They, they Ford, we just needed to be held. <laughs> well, you got the bonus plan. Totally. Eh? That's one of my how much did we favorite. use that? You got the bonus plan. Didn't matter what it was about. Yeah. Like Jesus, man. <laughs> Getting up, he just looks up, make me a just sandwich. Do my dishes. Yeah, it's like it's the best. <laughs> That's it. Do, do my, my dishes, dishes, not make me a sandwich. <laughs> 
I mean, every everything. I wouldn't even say by today's standards is unacceptable by anybody's standards at any time unacceptable. That yeah, that's why I was going to get that's one even the more. Beauty when I was of it. it was the, the cover, you know, like this comedy may be offensive to men, women, animals, black people, white people, black and white people, TV owners. Like it just goes on. And on. <laughs> it just on and on and but on and so on and on. Many lines just heavily yeah. permeated uh, because, like you said, so we graduated in ninety two, ninety three. And, and yep. then on to college at 95, I think, or so. Was, our, was that our first year? Well, you went to Tragic Tech for a couple of years. I was sailing around the yeah, world. Yeah, I, I started in the fall of 93. Yeah. You actually did the right thing and served. <laughs> I just did a different <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, you did the right thing and served. And, and uh, so then, you know, when we got to college in 95, like, this was still way fresh. Uh, we kept it alive for sure. I don't know how many times people would come over and like, hey, we're watching Ford Fairlane. They're like, what? And uh, what is yeah, that? Whether they wanted to watch it or not. a lot of people and this is again the thought it isn't going to happen but the thought of saying sorry is there because we forced a lot of people to watch shit they didn't want to watch hey we're expanding horizons and shit over here okay like take it easy it's uh that's what college is all about right learning so (laughs) if you can make yourself believe that that's great it's my story i can tell it how i want This is so true. We can tell our story the way we want you know, to. And one of my favorite yeah, this... favorite quotes that we used a lot, especially during household uh, celebrations, you know, is what he and Johnny Crunch, <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey, say to you: "Hey, here's to you, <laughs> sucking my dick." Like it's such a classic. oh yeah. You... When they <laughs> when they see each other oh, for yeah. the first time, I love that when Gilbert walks out and is all nasally. Oh look, it's Chevy Nova. You Bensonhurst piece of shit. Is that the car I'm talking to? Yeah. <laughs> you well, Bensonhurst piece of shit. The, that's the message. Is this Chevy Nova? Is this the car I'm looking for? And that's the, yeah. he leaves that on the uh, on the that's right. machine of all things. Answering, answering machine. machine. It's not even a voicemail. It's an answering machine. And then when he sees him in the studio, he's like, "Oh, Suzuki Samurai, you Bensonhurst piece of shit." Like Suzuki yeah. Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well done. I don't even like Gilbert Gottfried, but I kind of like him in this because they let him. Well, they just let his inner douchebag yeah, come out. Yeah, Johnny Crunch. I think that's the shock jock. Johnny Crunch. Place. When and when he gets electrocuted. Oh. No fucking shit, my <laughs> hey, guy. The, the other guy. Hey, I can't see you. Talk about milking a line, dude. That's the best. That's oh, yeah. that line is great. Oh, you know what? We should get somebody else to say it too. <laughs> it's just like we'll get the guy in the control room to say you can't say it. Yeah, it's it's the little uh, mean chick at the front desk. He sort of just saw a minute ago because he goes to see Johnny to talk on tech on the job. You know, then he leaves and Johnny's on the radio and he's like, "Oh my God, so he's shot my engineer!" And then he's, he's like, "Wait a minute, that sounds like it's real." And he shows up to the radio station like the the whole billboard shit's like flashing on and off. And he runs out of the office like, hey, I got to get Johnny. She's like, it's just one of his bits. And that's when he's like, oh, my God, share my crash. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You can't say that on the radio. <laughs> oh, yes. And I'm not sure why I haven't retained all these great lines over the years. So maybe I killed too many Dude, brain cells. A, that's entirely it possible. It was a period like we just, just used the crap out of them. And then, like, as we move on, you're like, you know, it's almost like you put it up on the shelf, like, I'm done with this toy. 
for now, for, for a while. I think so. Uh, I, I think that's, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And there's also the thought of, I would actually like to get laid some, <laughs> you know, at some point in my yeah. life. And I can't really be talking in a stupid fake New York or, accent. Not, not so you know. there's that. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I don't know. I still use the, uh, I use the one. I think that, that has a lot of play. Well, the, that's a far and wide it statement because it doesn't just belong to that. True. True. But it's, it's just, I don't know, this film, <laughs> I wish I had a copy of it so I could sit down and watch it. And I'm sure I would just laugh like, Dude, a, like several times, a little kid. Several times roared out laughing. Um, but, you know, yeah, that's like there's not an over an abundance of quote unquote romantic or overly catchy or intellectual lines. Uh, they just make me laugh. Uh, and that's the, probably what was so good about it. I think as much as anything, it's just for fun. You Dude, don't well go said. into it for any sort of intellectual purpose. You go into it just for a couple hours of entertainment. I was in it just simply to look at the cool red and white board. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> which I will say, even in 1990, retractable yeah. hardtop 57 Fords were a rare bird. Why not? And I, it's funny too. So I, I naturally pick it apart now more than I probably did when we first watched it. Obviously, and so like the whole premise of the show is like he's just kind of like never has enough money, down on his luck, rock and roll detective guy. You know, gets played paid in gold records and koala bears and shit. Answers the rate, answers the phone with the radio contest, and then at one point, you know, they show his house and like he's got this like mega badass place on the oh, beach, yeah. like. He's- Lives lives in yeah. a mansion, drives at that yeah. time a fifty thousand dollar car. Yeah. <clears throat> like, wait just like, one like, moment here. Things two plus two is not equaling four here, as far as I point, can tell. He has, like a, he has a as he claims anyways, that uh, guitar that, that belonged to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, which when it hits the ground, it doesn't splinter oh, it into wood. It's like, like acrylic <laughs> shattering. Yeah, like um, I'm not entirely sure <laughs> what we're. Yeah, no, I even remember watching that time going. I don't think that's what would happen if you drop a wooden guitar. Well, yeah, because like if you imagine like Zeppelin breaking guitars and shit on stage, like somebody's gonna get like in their eye. <laughs> oh yeah. It, like, that's why I was like, yeah, it's all for entertainment because like none of that adds up, but it's still hilarious. Just the lines and well, yeah. The, uh, once, if you can take your mind outside of things have to be absolutely correct and into, I'm in this just for fun, then it's going to be a good time. Absolutely, take it for what it but is. But if you're if you're in it for absolute perfection on everything, yeah, yeah, you're going to be a very anal retentive person. You probably unhappy. should. Go into film. Yeah, you should probably go into filmmaking. You might want to go masturbate to a documentary or something while you're at it. Like, you just probably won't be happy. 100%. (laughs) I agree. I'm a little grossed out, but I agree. That's what I hear a lot. Uh, But it's funny. Well, I'm sure (laughs) we've met. (laughs) Uh, Excellent point, sir. Excellent point. One of my favorite lines of all time. I'll send you that. I'm sorry, letter later. Just wait by the road for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was really. Might already be in the mailbox. I don't know. It'll be marked in a clearly marked box for you as well. But (laughs) I have seen what you send me in clearly (laughs) marked boxes before. 
it's all about safety and awareness. The, uh, and and I, we may have mentioned it before, but I'm going to bring it up again just so everybody knows. So last year when this guy, Micah, was moving to Florida from Nebraska, he sent me a box full of movies. Well, the box showed up and a giant Sharpie written all over three sides of it. It says in block letters, not porn. <laughs> The UPS guy was laughing all the way back to his truck. It was almost as much fun for me to send it away. Yeah, it was like Magnum 44 Sharpie, like the mega one. Oh, yeah. Well, and then I saved that. And I sent it on to our friend Mater when I sent him a couple of T-shirts. So I put those in the not porn. And I'm standing in the UPS store. And, of course, the guy goes, what's in it? Oh, that's a question. Clearly, it's not porn. That's exactly what I got to say when I sent it off, too. (laughs) (laughs) And this little redhead gal standing there starts laughing her ass off. Uh, She was actually quite attractive. I should have stayed around. uh, Worthwhile. Because that's one of the most annoying questions when I go to send something in the mail. What's in this? My old underwear. What's it to you? I already checked the stupid box. It says it's not explosives or illegal. Um... So, yeah, what am I going to tell you? I'm like, so it's not porn. Yeah, what, what do you want? I make me? up random shit all the time. Like, like yard gnome repair kit. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I <laughs> love that one. Put the shit out. Like, what would that consist of? <laughs> yeah. Is it valuable? Extremely. You can't you believe care how valuable no. this is. <laughs> Not at all. I trust, I trust you, you guys, guys completely. <laughs> <laughs> You've never broken anything, as you know. And, and when you're saying that, the only, yeah, the the scene that comes into mind when I say that is Ace Ventura <laughs> Pet Detective, where he's wearing it, just destroying. It sounds very nice. Probably very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds broken. I'm sure it is. Oh. God, on uh, back. I suppose we should get back on topic at some point, even though I think we've, I think we've, I hate to say because we're not very far into this, but it's almost like we have hit all the finer points of Ford Fairlane. That's how intellectually deep this is. Yeah, yeah, there's the interactions between him and Lieutenant Amos, of course, and the guy that was Robert Englund who played uh, Freddy Krueger's and it is the other bad guy that tries to kill him like 38 times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They first, God, they first I forgot meet. about that. So, uh, yeah, one of my, this is a weird question that always goes through my mind. If like, if, if I ever get a boat, what do I want to name it? And I used to think back in college, since I was a range plant nerd guy, I was going to call it Avena Fatua, which is Latin for wild oats, which I thought, yeah, you're sowing your wild oats. I got a boat, you know, so it's called Avena Fatua. And uh, that's, just okay. Ran. Exactly. So I, I got whatever. A, get a boat. B, I probably won't name it because uh, somebody else will. But, but he's walking down the pier. He's like, "Yeah, I was looking for Johnny's boat. I figured it'd be hard to find." <laughs> and he's like, "Then again, maybe not." And it's like the boat. The name of Johnny Crunch's boat or Gilbert Godfrey's boat is the Mighty Penis. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and it's got the, the little not. lifeguard, life preserver ring, you know, and the whole thing. It just slays me. And that's when he finds the tape because, um, again, I just watched this this morning, so it's super fresh. But, but oh, uh, Priscilla no, Presley showed up and tried to hire 
forward to find the same person that Johnny Crunch is trying to find, you know. And she's like, I'm very rich, nothing offends me. And then he finds this tape of her and Gilbert Godfrey on the boat. He's like, they're doing like, he's dressed up like a dog and she's whipping him. He's like, nothing offends me. Yeah, you got a whip sticking out of your ass. Of course nothing offends you. It's just like, <laughs> of course nothing offends you. I had forgotten that she had been in that. She was so funny. Oh, Not just that, because they, I'm sure they just told her, you know, straight... Yeah. You're giving funny lines with a straight face is what you're doing. You know, you're look at, go watch airplane, watch Peter Graves. That's what you're doing. And then, (laughs) you know, the naked gun comes out and she's hilarious and doing basically basically the same same thing, you know, a little less evil in naked gun. Yeah. You know, when Leslie's looking up the skirt, nice beaver. She's like, Oh, thanks. I stuffed it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's uh... just, <laughs> and you're left hanging for about two seconds before you realize she actually does text yeah, her. She comes down the, the ladder. Yeah, it's, it's um, it's classic. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> well, those movies, we're definitely gonna have to hit the naked. Oh, a thousand movies. percent. Because uh, again, it, those are the same kind of things we used to force people to watch. We would sit there and laugh. Some of them would laugh at the movie. Some would laugh at us. Some would actually enjoy it both. Um, some did not laugh at all, and others yeah. got out with their lives. <laughs> it was a good way to weed out people we didn't want to hang out with, anyways. Like, you may not love it, it's really true, and you'll put up with it, or you'll go somewhere else. So, enjoy. Well, and sometimes people we didn't want to hang out hung out anyhow. Well, there's that. <clears throat> Case in point, <laughs> Ray, Bob. Ray Bob. You guys got cheap beer, yeah. <laughs> Just for you, Ray Bob. People that walk into your house. How come you guys are drinking good beer? Because we left the cheap shit in the fridge for you. Go right to the fridge and the first words out of the mouth. You guys got cheap beer. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's all for you, man. Like you said, we drank all the good stuff and left that for you. Yeah. (laughs) We keep that for you. Thanks for the fresh one year flashback, (laughs) by the way. I appreciate that. Sometimes you need that. It's kind of like the conversation we were having last night about inner sandman. Like where that puts you, and maybe maybe this is a good time to take yeah, a break from the I film agree. and let's let's talk about you know deep tracks and shallow <laughs> thoughts. What a great name, it. by the way. That just came from. I'm always sending Micah music, but it's always very deep tracks, and it's like okay, this is a different you know song for whatever purpose. I like this for this reason, and you don't hear it on and the I'm radio. Like, well, neither of us really. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And there are things that I've been listening to for years. And as we've gone our own ways, we've developed different tastes of our own. But music. There's a lot of overlap. As I've said, music. Well, music and movies, they they put you in a certain place in a certain time. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And it doesn't really matter like we were talking last night sandman when i hear it i'm in a friend's <laughs> lowered 78 chevy yeah. pickup with velour interior and a tunnel ram because that's where i first heard this it was awesome too because he was the first guy to get it and then of course yeah. you had it on the single tape with stone cold crazy <laughs> awesome. on the yeah. side b yeah which you couldn't get on yeah. the album good point I but i think i i think a good one to touch on today isn't so much songs well we'll get into certain songs but I want to discuss Hank Williams Jr. Oh, that's that's great. Now, I think that's absolutely because many 
many of Hank's songs will put you or I back oh, in a particular place because that was a big part of our growing up. I was a hundred percent. And he is, you know, even in his early seventies, he still has a phenomenal voice and great range. Oh man. Yeah, he can still bring it. And, and you gotta love Hank because he's that guy that he really does not give shit one what you think about him. Yeah, he really just he does his thing. His thing. Yeah, and and we were talking the other day about major moves. If you remember that song, great. Check if you out. don't, go and look it up. It's it's a fantastic song. It was one of Hank's biggest hits. I'm going to say around eighty five, eighty six. All right. Right in there, but it kind really quick. Yeah. never gets, it went away quick, it never gets any play, and it puts me into, I'm, I'm right back around 1990, hearing that, I'm, you know, driving probably dad's old 85 Chevy flatbed <laughs> and hearing it through the yeah. AM radio, because uh, that's how a lot of my musical upbringing yeah, came through an sure. AM radio. That's just how it is. So, you know, for me, I love hearing that song. And it's one of those, it's, I'm almost like on a mission. I think I need to bring it back for people. Well, it's like cool and stuff. Go, Look, you, wanna, you need to you hear. Like, anyways, it's a weird kind of satisfaction or happiness that you get when you share something like that with somebody and they, they dig it too. It's like a, if it's a, just a band or a song or, something like that you're like hey try this i thought it was cool and they're like either like yeah i liked it or like oh that was okay but some people like really connect like that was badass you're like thanks and so you get a little bit of that that was cool to share that to somebody else that didn't know about it maybe or forgotten that's the cool thing about it oh yeah it, well we've all heard a country boy can't survive mm-hmm. about a million times but hank is one of the most prolific artists out there that has more deep tracks probably than you can imagine and just the other day i sent you i've been Mm -hmm. down i think that goes back to the late 70s and that's just a i like i said to me i heard it and i've been listening to it for a while but i hear it and i hear the outlaws and you mentioned you hear some ronnie Millsap, which i i get exactly where you're coming from with that wurlitzer um electronic Mm -hmm. piano sound that really has got a Ronnie Millsap sound yeah, to it yeah, it's... but what a what a great tune about because Hank likes to write about dude life. okay that's great point because uh, as you were talking about Hank like I used to work hay in the summertime um all over the northwest mm-hmm. but this one time I was I was down in Eagleville or Cedarville actually and so like I had the cassette um that's in sorry, California, yeah, California kids California, uh, great hay country and so, of course, I had it's either I had it or somebody the house I was staying in had the Born to Boogie and CD or cassette back then. And Shadow Face on that is one of my favorite songs because it's about all the stuff he went through and you know had his wreck on the on the mountain and through the and the, all that he's yeah. kind of hiding his face all the time. When when you mention like that, he likes to sing about life and experiences. That's the first song that popped in my head, Shadow Face, and it's like deep on it's, that and it's all that that song is almost like a continuation of all in yeah. alabama you know you get what happened in all in alabama and then you get the mm-hmm. aftermath and in, in shadow face so and to to be perfectly honest since we mentioned all in alabama 
a lot of my favorite Hank tracks are stuff that nobody really has ever heard in our age group because they're the songs that came out in the early yeah. to mid seventies when he was kind of shedding his son of Hank Williams persona and becoming yeah, who absolutely. he really was and finding his own voice and his own sound. So especially, you know, like um, you can hear his influences. They're just so out front all the time. Uh, I really did. I love that song. You would swear you're listening to Charlie Pride. Yes. You know the song I'm talking about. It's like, holy shit, this sounds like Charlie Pride. I'm sure somebody probably walked up to Charlie in 73 and went, hey, we just heard your new song. He's like, what new song? Oh, that one. Yeah, that's Hank. And Clovis, New Mexico, obviously. Oh. that's there's, there's a girl in my past, a, a, a woman that that mm-hmm. kind of belongs to her. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing is usually and, it's tied not all the time obviously but a lot of times that's songs are tied to those kind of experiences. Yeah, and that's that's something that as we do this segment more and more, I really I want to focus on where songs take you to in a certain you know what part of your life does this take you to? What does this remind you of? And we hit on a bunch of that already, like with. Uh, with Shadowface and and even outside of Hank talking about yes. Sandman, and I think that's also there's just so many examples that we can use. Whether it takes you back to Legrand, Oregon, when we were in college, whether it takes you back to when we were growing yeah. up in Lakeview, Oregon, or or much later down the road. I know you even mentioned that there's songs that oh. you didn't want to listen to for a lot of years after certain things, and that actually I really. Hadn't thought about that. Wave on. Hadn't thought about it at all. That was a gal I particularly fond of for a long time. That was like, kind of just became the song about us. Not necessarily, but we listened to it a lot. A lot of cool things happened Mm -hmm. when that song was playing or around. When we parted ways, yeah, like I couldn't listen to that song for a long time. um, For sure. And even now today, I'll listen to it because I, I glean the good now. But uh, yeah, that was like such a strong yes. connection. Like, I don't know way now I can listen to that song, and it's it's a great song. It's like I love Pat Green, um, but even just listening to him for a long time was too much of that connection. Well, and I love <clears throat> one of my favorite albums. Of course, it's a compilation. One of my favorite albums is George Strait's mm-hmm. first greatest mm-hmm. hits. I think mm-hmm. those are his best songs. However, I haven't listened to that in its entirety since. 2006 because that was my ex-wife and i that was our thing that's what we listened to together and i just i put it on a shelf and walked away from it after that and that's that's where it remains to this day now i hear the songs individually here and there and they Mm -hmm. make me feel good but i'm just not gonna pull that off the shelf because it it doesn't really serve today's purpose because it does it is a purpose it points and then at other times it has done that and it's just going to be part of you, but it's still what it is. So, uh, yeah. And, and of course, yeah. like long time artists like Hank Jr., like George, you know, you're, I have numerous high and low points through each of their, their catalogs or albums. Like, you know, it's not just like a, that's what's cool about it. It's not just this one song about Hank. Well, it's like it's a whole timeline yes. uh, of Hank and George and, Metallica and ACDC. Good Lord, ACDC, man. Like, uh, 
how many memories do we have associated with that? Billions. You know, fire flick of the switch. I'm on that random road trip we took to Central Oregon where, you know, we had to sleep in the park and driving around and all. Oh, that was a that was a great, great trip. You know, smoking out the guy on the bicycle when we went by and put the diesel in fifth gear and floored it. I mean, just stuff you probably would not do when you're older, but you know, we're 17. We're having a good time. Yeah. It was it was a fantastic time. Yeah. And yeah, we listened to a lot of that album on in fact that might be the only thing we listened to on that trip except for the Tanya yeah. Tucker concert we yeah, went totally. to up in Redmond, Oregon. Yeah, there's a um, yeah. Kid Rock, Rock and Roll Jesus album. My buddy Raleigh and I, it was a road trip from Pendleton to Lake County Roundup. And that is the only thing we listened to the entire time there and back. And it was like on my phone, like sitting in the cup holder in the console. That's like how we listened to it. <laughs> but it's like, that is the soundtrack. Yeah, and, and for anybody that needs... For anybody that needs a reference, Pendleton, Oregon to Lakeview, Oregon is basically going from one extreme end of the state of oh, Oregon yeah. to the other. What, six, six and a half hours? They're, they are both, that's about seven hours. They're yeah. both right at the border from one another. You know, one, one borders Washington, one borders California. <laughs> it's a jaunt. Yeah. So <laughs> it is a little bit of a jaunt. And it, well, and it's not like it's just a straight <laughs> shot. I mean, yeah, if you go down, if you go down the river and catch 95, it becomes much more of a straight shot. But I always kind of oh, like yeah, taking the yeah, scenic route and go down through yeah. Baker and, and John Day and all that. It makes it a much no prettier drive. Yeah, but yeah, that's the soundtrack of that trip, man. It's uh, 100 points of laughter and, the, and shit the whole way. Like, <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah. And, and thinking, you know, thinking back on that sharing something, like we were just talking about George Strait's greatest hits, Wave on Wave, all that. I have not had that experience in at least 10 years. Other, Well, I don't know. I mean, the last serious gal that was in my life, we listened to a lot of Van Halen together, but it wasn't really like our jam. But but we did listen to a lot of it. And uh, which is funny because her favorite song, which I kind of attribute to her now, is their cover of You're No Good. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now there's a deep track it took for my you. Rolodex, like about four and a half, five seconds. I'm like, wait, wow, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's yeah. the cover of the Linda Ronstadt song, and it was beautifully done. That actually is kind of one of the charms of the early Van Halen, the pre-Sammy mm -hmm. Van Halen, is they always. It, it's one of those things. Not being a great songwriter was a curse for David Lee Roth. And yet it was kind of a blessing for Van Halen because they covered a lot of wonderful oh, yeah. songs. Dude, I just looked that up. Uh, 1979. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I think it was on their second album, Correct wasn't it? First track. Yeah. Actually right before. Yeah. Dance the night away. That's, I just feel like a, sorry, it's got like a DJ Which, moment there folks. I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> Hoping the wattage to your cottage. Up next, yeah. Dance the <laughs> night away. <laughs> Right here on KUNT, from the Wattage to your cottage, we got the letters from Van Halen too. <laughs> Dude, I sorry, sorry about crying. that. <laughs> no, I don't know where that came from or why it's here, but yes, it's <laughs> you bent the nurse piece of shit. Yeah, that's a uh... oh, 
Well, maybe it is time to get back on topic <clears throat> to the film at hand. Of course, the wonderful no, Ford I... Fairlane. Now, I want to I want to go back real quick to Tone Loke. Um, because there's a great story attached to oh. Tone Loke, and my, it involves your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Please enlighten me. My great grandmother Joe, uh, Grandma Joe, she came to live with us when I was in high school. And she was all of maybe five foot and probably 88 pounds. And she loved, she loved ACDC. She loved watching MTV with us back. Uh, see kids back in the day, MTV actually had music and shit on it. It was quite weird. And, and she, she loved ACDC. She loved, you see kids. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to uncle Mike's story. I already just grabbed her now. <clears throat> and, and so uh, she really loved to look like funky Cole Medina that whole album he had um she loved it <clears throat> and can grandma joe never had her license in her entire life um so like in in 91 90 or so she was probably in her mid to late 70s or early 80s at that point and um so she never had a license she just got driven everywhere so one of her favorite things we'd go for a drive and she's like turn up that shit and i would turn up the tone low and she would just pat her leg and have a blast like usually funky cole medina was her favorite um whatever oh and i love i would i would go over to your house and she'd be sitting there watching dance yes. party usa yeah every time I think we, were, we had wasn't it there was a vhs of acdc videos i think for fly on the wall if i'm not mistaken and yes <laughs> yes that's where she pointed out the little guy with the guitar yeah, really exactly. needs to wear long hands. Like, that little guy needs to come up them legs or something and she had like she wouldn't wear glasses. She and it's, watch TV with a freaking um, mic or a uh, magnifying glass. She would sit there and she would like kind of you know, <laughs> move it back and forth to kind of get it tuned in, and she would watch TV with that. And so she was watching Angus like that little guy. Really needs to cover up them legs, which was even funnier because like like I said, she was like maybe eighty five pounds, if anything. So yeah, <laughs> Grandma Joe was, and she. She probably didn't outweigh Angus Young oh, by very I don't much. Think she even could have, dude. I mean, I know Angus is like literally like pocket size, but yeah, uh... yeah, because he's like yeah. five foot even. Yeah, he's a little bitty guy. Yeah. He and Malcolm, they're just they're yeah, yeah, they're just little a... people. You know, the whole band of ACDC because Brian Johnson's like five three and he towers over the rest giant. of them. Yeah, so, what... yeah, basically, the entire band looks yeah. like they came from the Shire. <laughs> I forgot about Dance Party USA. There's that your random moment of the day. It. Yeah, it was all about the music and dancing. And Grandma Joe with a hoot. Yeah, she. Uh... Grandma Joe was probably a lot of fun when I she got, was a yeah, young I saw woman. some pictures, heard some cool stories. She was uh, what they call a flapper, you know, a flapper girl, like the dancing in the, in the roaring 20s oh, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. she busted a move. She was pretty cool, but uh, she destroyed my favorite pair of headphones too back in the day. But uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> And you know what? All, all, completely, all is it forgiven. Was so funny it's all worth it. I had him sitting on the coffee table, of course, but she took him off the coffee table when she was dusting every 15 minutes. That was her thing. And then she fired up the vacuum and ran over my, my headphones and then cussed me out for leaving them. I'm like, well, they were Whoops. on the coffee table. Well, they weren't when I cleaned it. <laughs> These are like the really nice Sony ones that used to like, they were the thin headbands and they went in your ear. And they were stupid loud. Like yeah. it was probably illegal to sell those now. You can't fight them that loud anymore. But man, they were awesome. Anyways, 
Oh yeah. And too loud. God, as you get older, you find out that too loud does really bad huh? things. <laughs> the last, yeah, precisely. I mean, the last, the last metal concert I went to, I couldn't make out sounds for like four days oh, sure. afterwards. I couldn't even hear myself speaking, you know, because we got up in the very, very oh, front row and it was, oh God, oh, it was shit. iced earth, hell yeah, and, um, Jeez, and right. fall beat in a very small venue and it was I had to call fucking like loud. It's <laughs> just the blast. I felt bad. I felt bad for the girl with me because she was a little bitty thing. She was like Angus Young sized. And we got right to the front and then people started surging. Well, there's a fence there. And so they keep pushing her into it. Poor little thing. And then finally I'm like, now that's it. I'm standing back behind you. Nobody's pushing you into this. I will protect you. I'm sorry. They're just rubbing. They're just banging me into you. I can't help it. No, it's, I mean, I, I am there to protect. I'm basically like powdered toast. I'll protect you. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I I believe this is the first time we've ever actually worked a Ren and Stimpy reference. And like not Ren or Stimpy, like a subtextual character of Ren and Stimpy, powdered toast man, which I don't think those three words have been uttered out loud in probably close to 20 years. I'm going to guess. Even by the guy who did the voice for powdered toast man, I'm sure. I'm sure. You probably can't even tell the person's house, but congratulations anyways. Look it up, kids. Ren and Stimpy. Quality, early MTV shit. The whole whole premise behind this podcast was very simple. Mm -hmm. It's the lines used in movies and how we've utilized them in our lives. Well, we've moved far beyond that. The utilizing lines in movies, we really have not slowed down on. I figured it's like, oh, we might... Be more aware that we're no. doing it and slow down. I, oh, I just thinking hell out loud no. to myself. I just said at the beginning when we started talking, you, you may go, you may go now. Like uh, busted in a yeah. little dot well, from. Well, and how many times? It's part of the, it's a weapon. How many times <clears throat> when we are texting back and forth, you, me, you know, we'll include Mater in there because that is a group text. There's always GIFs put in there from movies. Hundred percent. Just yesterday and today alone was pretty much a Caddyshack fest. <laughs> Precisely, because he just says it so and, well. And, and really, at the, yeah, and I think at this point, I think it's really, you know, since there was not a huge amount of memorable lines, it's time to get to the <laughs> end of Ford Fairlane. Now, did you oh, watch yeah. the end where they're sitting on the beach with the koala bear? And, yeah, he goes, what do you think? We killed a because, fucking koala bear? Uh, that. Just before that, too, they're on the beach. Everything's blown up. He makes it with jazz. They're happy. The phone's kind of like half ringing, like, you know, it's like all beat to shit. Still a house yeah. a landline house phone. Uh, and of course, he answers the phone. Hey, Peter, worth cater. Hey, this one kind. He's like, no shit. Hey, you can't say shit on the radio. Oh, shit. I just said shit on the radio. Oh, shit. And so, which, <laughs> which is so that funny. ongoing. So then they go to the, uh, I love the music industry and they're on the yacht and everybody's drinking. Rum drinks, like what? And the koala sitting there drinking. Oh, you think we kill a fucking koala bear? Yeah, it's... <laughs> that is great. It's just, it's one of those films. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys, whatever listeners are out there, 
it's a difficult Dude. film to find, but if you I can find it, it's worth it. It's just YouTube. fun. <laughs> don't. Yeah, don't don't look at it, it for is. artistic anything. It's the just there for line, fun. One of the there's, there's, like it's just chock full, top to bottom, top to bottom. But at the beginning, he's in the club. He's walking through like this chick walking. You bastard! Yeah, another satisfied customer. Yeah, which is another awesome. satisfied customer. Yeah, and then you got the the two. What are your names, Precisely. Neil and Bob, or is that like what you do? Times. The the chick comes over to the oh, table. God, yeah. and he's talking to Morris, and, and uh, she's like, it's, "Here's my name," as in pretty girl, as in like a melody or whatever. She walks away, and they show her walking away, and the guy's like. You got to shave before you and leave I, the house in the dress like, like that. You know it. It just pops in your head. Like You could just go down the list. Like It's chock full, oh, yeah. man. Chock full. Of... I am sure it was a tremendous amount of fun being a writer for this <laughs> oh, film. Had to be. Had to be. Because what you yeah. got to say? That's and, too much. And speaking you know, of... Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. And speaking of great, great writing also... Since yesterday, you sent me the the link to uh, the making of Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah. So I yeah, want to go back cool. to that really quick. That was fantastic as far as really getting in depth about the writing and letting the actors basically write some of their own lines. Like, yeah, well, this do doesn't think? work. Yeah. Why don't we try it this way? And he's showing <laughs> script where all these yes. actors have actually written in the awesome. margins. And it was terrific. I, I love that. And... Uh, yeah, our friend Brett, who's been on the podcast before, you know, he he will tell you that most directors don't like mm -hmm. or screenwriters for that matter, don't like actors improvising their lines. This has been written for you. It. You just it. repeat it. Understandable, too. I see that. It it's like you're walking up to somebody's yeah. painting so, and you're like, I think oh, this dude a mustache. You know, that's how I equate it. Yes, it is. Yeah. As a screenwriter, that's your art. So you know, for, for these guys to let their actors do that, that to me was pretty amazing. And probably half of what created the magic of oh, Days and Confused. But we can do a follow-up to that at a later awesome. date. And uh, right now, I think, I think we probably ought to get ourselves wrapped up. And I'm sitting here staring at my coffee maker thinking, I think it's time to get another uh -huh. cup of coffee. And, and, possibly uh -huh. build some lunch yeah i had a uh sometimes oh, on the weekend you know I, yeah i have a little like late breakfast at like eight or nine and then kind of a mess up lunch around uh you know two or three and that's about where we're heading now but uh well that's that's really what i generally do on a sunday is have my you know fruit and vegetable smoothie for breakfast and then i don't yeah. have anything till two or three in the afternoon and then that's my Word. chow for the day man it's it's like the one big cheat day of the week, and uh, it is what it is. I don't know why that's anybody's business besides ours, and why I decided to make it public. But there you have it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I totally DM diarrhea mouth. Worth your time because it's absolutely hilarious. It is what it is. It's a great representation of the late '80s, early '90s of just where comedy was and what you could say and 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 which what it still yes. should be like. Hey, you got offended. Enjoy. It's, it is a movie that, for lack of any better description, it is a movie that in today's world has the power <laughs> oh, dude, to melt this, every snowflake like on the planet. planet. As they would say. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, it is a mushroom cloud of but, yeah, incorrectness and time, awesomeness. Booty time across the USA. Booty time, booty time. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing I want to add in also. It is worth it oh, yes. for Andrew going in the studio and you, singing, but I ain't got you because that's, that's really like, struck me how shit the music even was at times back then. And they were pointing it out in 1990 about this Kyle Troy or Trash or whatever his name was, you know, like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> killing rock and rape and roll, man. Keith Richards is rolling over. He's great. He's not even dead yet. It's just awesome. Oh yeah, and the state of music has only gotten worse yeah. and worse. Yeah, and but yeah, it's a because at this point, if it's not, yeah, if you're not into electronic stuff, you're going to have a hard time finding new music unless you're you're right really tuned time. into what's happening Woo-hoo. in Texas. Mm-hmm. And we can get into that on a future episode. But yeah. I'm really glad we had the opportunity to roll Great out deep episode. tracks 100%. and shallow thoughts because. Well, music and movies, they, they fit, they dovetail in very nicely Some of the together, best soundtracks, that some way. of the things I listen to and, are soundtracks, like Dates and Confused soundtracks, pretty badass. Well, it's a very mm-hmm. good cross-reference yeah, it, it, of the 1970s. tell that story. You know, from that, that... They both tell that story well, and they play that? together well. Like, I think the movie made the music, and the music made the movie better. Um, especially in, in days, but a lot of times it does. Yes. But, uh... Well, and sometimes it's not even music from the time period. Sometimes it's oh, the compositions dude. that go with it. Now, a perfect example is the, well, the yeah, Man from Snowy River. Example. Bruce Rowland absolutely kill. I mean, that's an amazing film with an even more amazing soundtrack that it's what, just what tailored to it. You talked about the music doesn't necessarily match the movie or the, the time frame. Tarantino is just brilliant at weaving shit in from now to movies set in a different time. And you're like, that makes perfect sense. It just blows my mind. It, it really is part of the magic that <laughs> well is Tarantino. Yeah, like, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, it's part, it's part of that magic that nobody else yeah, possessed in people, filmmaking. But it's it's for a him. cool thing. I and maybe... Exactly. Thank I you. don't care yeah because i mean well that's a common uh, theme throughout my life i, I just don't care says, i do understand i just don't care i think it's perfect <laughs> you just it's basically described me in a nutshell you haven't tried it kids it's very freeing yeah, yeah i highly recommend it oh yeah and i definitely mm-hmm. looked at somebody don't just flat face before i went it's not a lack of understanding. It's a lack or of care. Or the short on travel end. version. Don't care. <laughs> now, the the young man that just bought my last, not my last, but one of my team roping saddles I don't use anymore, he was talking the other day about nearly getting in a fight somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I said, Michael, what you have to do is don't acknowledge that guy. Don't look at him. Don't do anything. Just... As you're looking, you know, as he's trying to start something, walk away, oh, not even looking instant. at him, go, don't no care. Yeah. I have no time for you. That is a... Uh-huh. And it's funny how those two words, don't care, will just 100%. stop somebody dead in their tracks. They just... 
they expect you to care. They want you to care. And you don't. It doesn't matter to me. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your opinion on things is shit. We know your opinion is shit. I knew this before you even opened your mouth. When I'm so really the business. be gone. Wade scored, measured, and found wanting. Good day. Like, huh? <laughs> like, while you're standing there figuring out what all that shit well, means, it's already over with. Yes. Yes, and with that, I think it's time to tie a bow on this yeah. completely awesome episode. I feel I'm almost wrong. like we've enjoyed this. Great, great into this. crossover into the tunes, the deep track, shallow thoughts. I think that certainly speaks of us. Uh, hopefully, if people have those songs that mean something to them, hell, send them in. We'd love to see what uh, what rattles around in your head for for that uh, that case. I'm more than happy to review oh, a tune that I've never heard, especially before. from an artist you kind of think you know. Or you listen and, to frequently, or it's you know, but you usually have like your your uh, rotation, if you will, for your favorite artists, and 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 rare is the time that you go like, hey, we should do this. Oh yeah. More often, it's just like I want to go back and listen to that entire album from Hank or Dolly or whoever, Charlie Pride or whatever, from start to finish, because a lot of times you don't. It's like we make playlists now, or it's it's what's popular in the place. So I, I I appreciate you starting the uh, you know deep thoughts and random tracks no wait that's got to be your bowl no wait it's got to be yeah well it basically came from a lack of anything (laughs) better to do at that time so i sent you music (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you can contact us you can contact us it is hate it now podcast correct at gmail yes or hate it podcast already taken so it was at gmail yeah Yeah, i normally i normally get it wrong i got it uh, wrong oh one quick line uh that this is from the movie too but like saying the name of our email address is like masturbating with the cheese grater slightly amusing but mostly painful (laughs) (laughs) mostly painful (laughs) i'm glad I'm very glad we finished off with that one. I'm going to go try to erase that thought from my head. Enjoy. But I'm really glad you had nothing better to do than sit here and listen to us. So please, next time you have nothing better going on, come back, listen again, or even go back and check out some old episodes because, well, you know, it's the most appropriately named podcast out there. If you think you hate it now. (laughs) Awesome. All right. We will see you soon, folks.